What's good, guys? Your boy Brandon here, back again, another episode of On The Run Podcast. Uh, in the building today, I got Rogelio and Monique, uh, owners of the Reveliada Food Truck. Um, if you're in Vegas, you should know them. Uh, super popping, uh, super delicious mariscos, one of my favorite places to eat at. So thank you guys for coming today. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you very much. So, um, yeah, on this podcast, I like to highlight people who are doing interesting things, especially here in the city of Las Vegas. Um, and I think you guys have like a super crazy, amazing business. So I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you about that. Uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit of the backstory of how you got started. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Um, so I never really went, uh, pretty much didn't want to work for nobody. Okay. At the moment, uh, before the food truck and the business started, I was working at a couple casinos and stuff, being in the food industry, and I decided to take the jump and start my business. Went, got the LLC, everything that you have to get pretty much, and started first as a catering company. Mm -hmm. And we started off pretty much with her uh, grandpa's car that he gave her from an auction that he got. It was like a 2006 Corolla. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then... Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, he he always knew he didn't want to work for anybody. We didn't want to work for right. you know a nine to five for the rest of our lives. Right, and right. And did you know that like since you were young, or was that something like you started working and then you were like, nah, I don't think this is for me. Um, that was uh something that when I grew up, pretty much mm -hmm. the first uh, when I was working, pretty much like fifteen years old, I was like, ah. I don't like being bossed around and yeah. being told what to do, and then the pay rate is harsh. Yeah, you know? exactly. Even if you do make good money, at the end of the day, I what I really wanted was uh, freedom. Yeah, yeah. To be able to make my own schedules, to be able to take vacations whenever I want, mm -hmm. and I always been very ambitious. I always been a hard worker. So if you work at a job that you actually work more than your other employees. Nine out, of, nine out of ten, you're not going to get paid more right. than they are mm -hmm. doing the minimal requirements, you right. know? So if you have that hustle mentality, if you have that um, ambition to just work hard, and if you use, that's a really good trait when you have a business because that's consistency, that's um, just being a hard worker, mm -hmm. that gets you very far in a business if you ever decide to jump in and be in a business. Right. You have to be hungry. Yeah, it's 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 survival of the fittest out there. Mm -hmm. You have to be hungry. And I think a lot of people you. mistake that they think like you have your own business because you're lazy. You don't want to work. But I would say in some cases, it's the opposite. You probably work more for yourself than you were doing at the time before you had your own business. Right? Yes. Yeah. Seven days a week it, when your days off, supposedly, you know, your inventory shopping, you're dealing with either paying taxes or dealing with clients or dealing with anything that has to do behind the scene when it comes to just giving food and that's it you know right you have to f deal with vendors you have to deal with promotions and, and then your life that you have too that has to do with your family and everything comes with it, it, it it's a lot of grabs to grasp with you know so you have to also like learn to balance those things and like yeah. see how much time you're putting in your business but also not taking things away from your family like you still want to go to birthdays to graduations yeah. weddings, at the end of the day you still got to sacrifice right. you know that's Absolutely. what it is at the end of the day like my 
busiest days are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously I'm not gonna make it to a lot of birthday parties. I'm not gonna make it to a lot of kickbacks or barbecues or whatnot. But that's a mm-hmm. sacrifice that you gotta make. At the end of the day, you know, it, it depends. At the end of the day, what you really want in life. Okay, and so starting off with that truck, uh, with the with the car, the 2006 Corolla. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? Like, was it a little bit difficult at the beginning, or were you just like, you know what? Even if it sucks right now, and if nobody else sees it, I see it. So how 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 did you find it in yourself to see and like stay consistent to your vision? So, what we wanted, we wanted to have pretty much mariscos, right? That's mm-hmm. what we really wanted to to do. Um, that's the my favorite type of food is mariscos. She knows how to cook, so she's good with recipes and everything that behind cooking. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm I worked at restaurants, so I'm able to put you a plate together. I'm able to work at fast food restaurants with pressure and everything that has to come with it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like she would do the recipes. We both always put our heads together and. Um, pick at what we wanted and well, we both rest- were in the restaurant industry i was a server for so many years mm-hmm. and then growing up i i would see my grandma my grandma had a food truck and she kind of did the same thing that oh, okay. we did mm-hmm. so i would go with my grandma as a little kid i'm five six seven years old and she would have her astro van and it'd be full of yeleras and it would be burritos tortas you know sodas mm-hmm. everything and i would go with her to construction sites and and, you know, yell out tortas, burritos, and, you know, and, and I would see her do that and help her. And, you know, mm. at some point she had her own little food truck, too. And and I had mentioned to him <coughs> when he was like, you know, let's do something. Let's figure out something to do to work for ourselves, you know. And I was like, well, let's do I would like the food truck, you know. And he's like, well, you're good at cooking. I like mariscos. You know, let's do it. <laughs> and I was working at. He was um, like, you cook, I'll eat. so i was the one with the taste buds i was like hey you know what it's too salty it's too too spicy or it was a lot of trial and error a lot of trial and error getting like perfecting the recipes Mm. a lot of studying a lot of googling a lot of just searching you know and then just combining things and you know this will work this will work no this doesn't work and then you have to just like write okay i'm doing this many scoops this many cups and then you have to write it down or else you're going to forget and then you have to eliminate whatever you feel like is too much it was a lot and i think that's difficult because a lot of the times uh especially like in hispanic culture i don't feel like nobody really writes down recipes no you you don't measure you just like just tasting you know if mm -hmm. you need more like how do you know you you measure with your heart yeah exactly (laughs) so how how was that like getting to perfect the recipe how long did that it was hard because i that's how when i cook i don't measure Mm-hmm. I just like as you measure with your heart like they say you know yeah. and I had to get into the habit of I need a he was like no you need to write what did you put how many did you put mm-hmm. how many cups did you put and I'm like I don't know I just poured it and he's like no you have to and I'm like because I don't like to measure yeah because I feel like when you measure it doesn't come out how you want it yeah, to come yeah. out but I had to get into that habit which was hard because he would be on me like you didn't write it down so then how do you know how much you're gonna put and yeah, I'm like because yeah. I just know by looking at it and he's like no so it was like it's a it was hard you know, it was hard in the beginning, but, and then obviously, you know, we would get his family together or my family and we'll make some stuff and then they'll try it out and they'll give us their honest opinion. Yeah, this mm. is good. No, so this that was our good. tasting pretty much. Okay. So, and, and you did that just like you wanted consistency. You wanted a product that was going to be yeah. the exact same every time. Yeah, you and it's never, it, it, when it comes to mariscos, yeah. you still can't be consistent because yeah, yeah. if you, if you get lemon from your vendor per se, the lemon is not always going to be yeah, the same yeah. strength how potent it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so sometimes it's going to be too amargoso, too amargado, 
it's going to be good. It, it, you have to go with the blows at the end of the day. You have to sometimes even throw away batches of lemon or mm. or stuff like that because at the end of the day, like I try to give good quality and I pay more to get that good quality and consistency with um, with my food. And I always try to give good quantity also. Mm. A lot of people try to give quality over quantity. I give both. Mm -hmm. I give quality and quantity. Because realistically, yeah. for the prices that we give and, and the plate size, mm -hmm. it's you're getting a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. You know, it's it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Food, One yeah. plate, you know, it's a nine inch pan, but it's 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 hefty. It's yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot. And for our prices, and then the quality that we give, I feel like it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, like really good. Yeah, especially on a hot summer day mm -hmm. yeah for sure definitely yeah. definitely definitely um but so going back to the story i guess starting you started off in what year 2020 2020 so this is like pandemic is you know hitting um a lot of restaurants are closing down a lot of businesses are closing down nobody really knows what's going on uh you started before or after before before it was like six months uh before so it was like we started pretty much summer mm -hmm. and then like pandemic pretty much hit like around december or january of 2020 yeah something like that something like that yeah okay it was before <coughs> the pandemic and and what was that like i guess since a lot of places were closing down uh i would imagine a lot of people want to eat things that maybe are not like a sit-down restaurant so was that good or well, was it a negative was booming yeah uh, it it, it it skyrocketed. Yeah. Like you're talking about, we were doing what? Like we were 40? doing like four to five hundred pounds. Oh uh, yeah, four days. out of five hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's insane. Yeah. And how how did you keep up with orders? I guess it was just you two at the beginning, I imagine, or did you have help already? No, we had help from the jump. Okay. You know, uh, we had my family. Mm -hmm. His family was a really really big. Yeah, help. they they supported us through the thick and thin. You know, um, we didn't get the support in the beginning, but. My mom is a big, um, she's a big supporter, mm. you know. Even if she doesn't see it, she'll still ride. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Through the thick and thin, so. That's real. Shout out to my mom. Shout out, man. That's <laughs> real, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I was talking to, uh, I had a tattoo artist on like a few episodes ago, mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of the same thing. So he was like, yeah, at first my family, like, they were just like, no, 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 you can't do it. And then once he started doing it, they were like, all right, we support you. So I feel like it's, it's a lot like that in our culture. A lot of times, like, they might not see it and they want to be like, don't do it, don't do it. But once you're there, they're like, all yeah, right, we well, all that's, in. You know? That's the thing that with a lot of, you know, the Mexican culture is they're mm -hmm. scared to take that leap. They're right. scared to take that jump. They're right. just, they're used to the nine to five. They're used to, you know, the day-to-day -day surviving mm -hmm. pretty much, mm -hmm. you know. And that's one thing that we had to learn to do is to break that generational curse and not be scared. I was scared. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I, I think it's you not know? just a uh, Hispanic thing. I think it's... Uh, just a general thing. It's a barrier that you have to break, you mm -hmm. know? A lot of people um, are very hesitant. They're very scared. They think too much of the negative things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they should think about those negative things because they're, they're, they're trying to get them to overweigh the, the positive things, you know? Right. And at the end of the day, you working for a job that's just going to, you know, let you go when they don't need you that that sucks you know and i think like i told you when we go back to it if you're a hard worker and you like working just imagine when you're passionate about something you know like you're never tired well yeah. at least i'm not you know 
I could work you 10, 12, 14 hours a day and I'll, I won't feel tired like if I would work an eight-hour shift, yeah, you yeah. know? I remember when I would work an eight-hour shift, my feet would be hurting. I'll be tired. I don't, I'll get early outs and whatnot. And now I work pretty much 12-hour shifts and it's like nothing, you know? Don't get me wrong. I might look tired. I might be tired. I might, but at the end of the day, like I have that hungry mentality. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you work a lot, you're gonna see the results. You know, if you're a person that is a little lazy and don't care for anything, a business is not for you. Right. You know. That's why, if you ever hear um, big companies, big owners. Um, they always say you got to be passionate because when you're passionate for something, you won't look at the time. You won't care what you got to do as long as you get it done, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where discipline and consistency comes into play, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you keep those two tight, mm-hmm. you're going to get far. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you keep pushing forward. You you'll succeed, mm. you know, and those barriers, you you have to jump, you have to jump when it comes to being hesitant with any business, any business, you just jump, you do it, and if you fall, you get back up, you're good, you'll mm-hmm. be all right. Mm. So would you say it's more of a mental thing, uh, in terms of being tired, right? You might be physically tired or being outside, but like mentally, you're you feel more fulfilled because you know that. 100% of your work is going to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you work for someone else, 100% of your work, you might get paid for like 20% of that, but the rest of that gets spread out like to the business owner, like whoever, like the higher ups and yeah. stuff. Um, but in your case, like all the work you're doing, you know that's for you and like the people that work for you. So like you also feel more rewarding because you're like, not only do I win, but all these people that I'm taking care of and I want to build something with, they also get taken care of too. Yeah, yeah that's a very valid point, yeah. You're right about that 100% because um, if you work a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. and you're passionate about it, I feel like you're just investing. You're investing into your business. Mm-hmm. You're keeping clients happy. If you're being consistent with those out open hours or you open an extra day or you go that extra mile to either fulfill the client's desire when it comes to, let's per se, an order it's too far or we don't have it we go back and make it maybe they have to wait a little bit to- uh, longer we do have a lot of trouble with waiting times mm-hmm. when it comes to delivery but it's so hard because we deliver to the whole vegas you know mm-hmm. so we go from mountain to mountain from southern highlands to centennial mm-hmm. anywhere you know all the way from the east side to red rock to end resort mm-hmm. so and now that traffic is getting worse yeah it, it 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 hurts it hurts us but we just we, as long as we try i think that's all that matters you know and if our clients um support us and understand that we do deliver and we do free delivery you know you, you can't beat that you know yeah they charge for everything now yeah mm-hmm. you know and gas prices are expensive too exactly and maintenance for the vans and everything so yeah so yeah i mean it's definitely a valid point like but i think that that's the thing that separates you is that you understand so well that you have to give something whereas other people would be greedy and they'll say we can charge delivery it's fine or we can charge like a gas fee or like a like a like if it's over a certain distance we'll charge a fee mm-hmm. but you see that if we give that to people people feel like 
more willing to order from you, more willing to give you business, and more willing to keep coming back and yeah, recommend. Yeah, that was able. That was doing that for delivery was it was what stood us out mm-hmm. from everybody else. You know, who does free delivery? Yeah, nobody, nobody. Everybody's like, if they do free delivery, it's like in a two mile radius or yeah, five yeah, mile yeah. radius. You know, so that's what really helped stand us out was be able to do that free delivery and offer that free delivery for a fifteen dollar plate. You're getting free delivery. Yeah. You know, I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, it's insane. So um, transitioning back, I guess, to like the the next step. So you get started in the pandemic. Business is booming. Um, how like how fast did the business scale up? Like, did you have to bring on more people like every few months or however often to, um, to keep up with business demands? I think um, we were fortunate enough to uh, have um, our friends uh, and family that as soon as they did see the potential, they started supporting us and sharing and word of mouth. And we were fortunate enough to not go through a, a phase that was a struggle when it came to getting clientele. Mm. It's just blossomed up so quick that uh, we just, from one, one week from another, we were just, scaling up the weight of the shrimp and whatnot mm-hmm. and we're just promoting and and delivering and it's just it was game over after we just started it mm-hmm. yeah I, it was um something crazy yeah. we're able to pretty much get a van and within like three to six months that we started and then we're able to beca- uh get a down payment for our home and then from there we got another van so at that moment, we were three delivery drivers, and we are doing caterings. And then from there, we decided to buy the food truck. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of work, and our clients were asking for a food truck or a restaurant, so we decided to open up a, a food truck. You always got to listen to your uh, customers, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your customers are the ones that... Well, the customers are feeding you. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're feeding the customers, but they're feeding they, you. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you always have to you have to listen to your customers. Mm. Yeah. As much as maybe you feel like they're, sometimes they're wrong or anything, at the end of the day, the customers are right. Yeah. So once you saw that, that people are like, yeah, you should open a food truck, you should have a restaurant, you're like, okay, let's do it. Or was there a little bit of hesitancy? Did you have to think about it? And, and how no, did you we, find we the food truck? we knew we wanted to do the food truck. We yeah. just had to start somewhere, right. which was the catering, right. the delivery. You yeah. know, we had to. So the reason we started with the catering is because we're not fortunate. Mm. And a lot of people have to understand also is that if you work a nine to five or you don't have a lot of money, you do have to save up. You know, we started with, her car that her grandpa gave her from a a car auction that she had that he got mm-hmm. and we started off maybe with like a thousand dollars and those and we th- were both still working yeah. nine to five jobs so we would only deliver on the weekends mm-hmm. and there would be times he would work on the weekends and I I'm off I was off weekends so <coughs> I would do the deliveries mm-hmm. so it was it was it was hard yeah so. Only because you don't have money or or anything that like that doesn't mean that you can't start a business. Right. You know, uh, we started off with a little bit, and we just kept investing the money back into the business. So if we made X amount of money, and we needed more food, you have to 
reinvest right. that money to make more food right and to be able to deliver more food right right you know when it got to the point that we needed another driver what did we do we invested into another van and then to another van and then into a food truck you know so it's this message that i want to come across with is that if you don't have the money or or where you want to be at as long as you start little by little you'll get far and you'll get where you want to be at trust mm. the process mm-hmm. it's it's that simple you don't have to have a million dollars you don't have to have twenty fifty thousand dollars to start a business we started literally with her car with a thousand dollars those thousand dollars we bought cups plates and the food mm. social media is for free yeah you so know? all your promotion was free no mm-hmm. paying ads no, no like no. buying stuff and i think that's a really really strong message but aside from just the money thing i think uh, another important thing to highlight is like you said you worked at Domino's, you worked at in the food industry and so did you um a lot of people sort of just take these things for granted mm-hmm. instead of picking up those little skills that you never know like yeah maybe one day you're really like i don't know 16 17 working at in, in you know at dominoes let's say yeah. and instead of just going into work and just doing with the bare minimum and leaving you can actually put emphasis into learning those little skills and then you don't know maybe four years down the line you're like i want to open up a food business mm-hmm. but now you know like the little things that you wouldn't have known unless you were there at the time yeah, yeah. those traits that you pick up mm-hmm. throughout life you know yeah um yeah i worked at dominoes i worked at a couple of restaurants like i said um when we decided to do delivery driving, uh, that's how I was able to incorporate the way that I deliver, the way that we make the routes to go deliver, um, the phone calls, everything that had to come with it, actually, that helped out a lot, you know? And then same thing when I worked at restaurants, when I was able to build my kitchen and the food truck, I was already with the mindset and the uh, gameplay that how I wanted my food truck to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's when it, a lot of those old traits that you had from working at your previous jobs and stuff, that's when I was able to execute uh, everything that I had to do with the food truck and the delivery. Mm. And so after after you get the food truck, I guess, like, whoa, how did, did your business change or, or did the way you do things have to change? Because now you're not only just delivering, but now you also have, like, a set place where people are coming to. So how, how did that change things for you? So the way that we kind of still kept both of them separate mm-hmm. was you could only get certain items mm-hmm. in the food truck mm-hmm. and certain items in the delivery. In the delivery. Mm-hmm. So everything that's delivered is offered in the food truck, but the food truck has way more, options. excuse me, way more options. Mm-hmm. So that brings people to you, okay. you know, because you don't, you don't want to deliver tacos like, you know, we're at Northtown and then you live by the M Casino. Yeah. We deliver tacos to the M. It's not good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's going to be cold. The tortilla might be soggy. It's yeah, just not yeah, good. Yeah. Come to the food truck. Check it out. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was smart. That was smart to only have certain options for delivery. And then you have the option to go to the location and to see the everything else that we offer. And how did you develop? I'm assuming you started off with like one thing, which is aguachiles, mariscos. How we had, did you, we had a, like you, three things, three menu three? items. Okay. Three, we started three menu items. So what were the three? 
<coughs> ceviche de camarón, mm -hmm. aguachiles, and the botana mixta. Okay, okay. And then how did you develop, like, your menu? I guess after you've seen... How, how long did you have, like, just three items for? We pretty much had them throughout for the whole... The all three uh, years delivery. until we opened the food oh, truck okay. a year ago. Okay, And then once you have the food truck, you're like, we should start trying new well, things. Well, we were, we were talking about the menu items and, mm -hmm. you know, looking up stuff and, you know what else you want to add on and we would go to a couple food trucks other marisco food trucks and see their options and you know we went to california and went to a couple food trucks out there and you know what they offered and see what we can what we can do different mm -hmm. and to add to ours and the menu was just built yeah and how did you how did you like decide or like what or like did you do the same process you had to taste them give them to your family bring everything people in everything yeah. on the food truck was strategically made mm -hmm. it was to the t like it was we had to make it we had our family try it in tasting parties you right. know a family try it and if they liked it cool if it was a hit great that's it that's the winner oh you know what mm, do this or we don't like this and then okay we'll go back back to the you know to the scratch board and then do it again we had a couple we had a lot of tasting parties right <laughs> a lot. and you had to take constructive criticism yeah yeah, yeah. i'm because assuming if, yeah. If you're very sensitive when it comes to that stuff you can't you have to take constructive criticism right. and his family they're, they, they're pretty hard critics they're blunt <laughs> and yeah. they're very but, very but that's blunt. a good thing right because then you know that no one's just like yeah. oh yeah it's good and then you go out selling and people are like this is whack you know yeah, yeah. You, you sometimes you have to take a punches like that but you have to take constructive criticism, especially in a business when it comes to that, because you're never going to have everything going good. Mm -hmm. You have more bads than goods, but you just have to learn how to cope with it, mm -hmm. you know? So you develop your menu items. Uh, you have your food truck. It's running. What are, like, the – what does, like, the business operations look like? Like, how do you take – who takes charge of, like, uh, deliveries? Um, not deliveries of, of food, but, like, deliveries of, like, inventory, uh, food preparation, overhead. He's all inventory. So He's you, you overhead. Do everything. Uh, He's I'm, books. Yeah, I'm everything. He's <laughs> I'm everything. Yeah. Okay. I'm a – yeah, I do a lot, a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, like, well, you don't have a business background, per se. Like, you know, so, you didn't go to school for it. You didn't, yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm the first person in my family that has a business. How did you grow into that role? Like, how how did you learn to do all these things and sort of, like, learn to do them well? It's all trial and error. Yeah. yeah that's trial and error. Don't be scared. That, that, that's all. You, you just have to learn. Mm. That's all it is. You have to get hit with every blow and just improvise. Mm -hmm. That's another uh, very good thing to do at a business that you have to improvise with everything, you know. Um, even to this day, there's still a lot of trial and error, you know. I I don't know how to do a lot of things, especially when it comes to social media. My social media uh, platforms suck, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's something we're trying to uh, focus on next is um, do very well when it comes to social media from pictures and videos and everything comes with it. Mm -hmm. But... Um, when it comes to all that is just all trial and error. I'm sure you could uh, have people that could mentor you. That's mm -hmm. something really good that you could have. Um, I did have a couple friends that were into businesses and whatnot. I love pick, picking people's brains, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you just have to go with it. If it's going reading books or if it's social media or TikTok or YouTube or anything like that, you go through it, you read, 
or watch whatever way you do i have to watch i don't read yeah. you know so i have to watch if it's from videos or whatever it is you have to um just do your homework mm. that's all it is is just do your homework so do your homework and then just trial and error and yeah. it's all trial and, it error and don't be scared yeah just believe in yourself and as long as you believe in yourself and you believe in your partner then that's all that matters you know everybody else if they believe in you they do and if they don't they don't it's better if they do right because you have that motivation you have that extra umph mm. to want to do it more right but don't let other people that don't believe in you hold you back. Mm. Just and do I, it. I think you guys saw both those sides, right? Because at the beginning, it was just you two mm -hmm. who were like, all right, let's do it. And nobody else really believed. But then your family came in strong. Your friends and family shared everything. So you did get that love and support after. And then you took that and you were like, all right. They were just like, you guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sure? You guys are crazy. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. don't fix something that's not broke. Yeah. So, but they seen it. You know, they seen, they seen how passionate it was you know we were when we we're trying to put everything together and mm -hmm. they came around mm -hmm. and that's that's the biggest thing is if you have your family behind you to support you on both ends you know uh, my family his family they support us very much and if you have that support from your family it makes it a lot easier and not so scary you know so that's that's a really good thing too but just go for it right i, th I think when it comes to uh people supporting you um you have to build uh confidence you have to feel uh build confidence that even if they don't support you use it as a an uh as a constructive criticism take it as a uh, motivation you know uh Prove them wrong. Prove everybody wrong, you know? There's a lot of people that have told me, oh, I believed in you or, or that's a good job or how you do it and whatnot. When I remember back then, they didn't share my stuff or, right. or they asked me how you do it and whatnot. And I'm like, don't worry about it, you know? For yeah, what? Yeah. Why do you want to know now, you know? When you actually needed your friends or your family at that time. And, and what sucks the most is that family or uh, family members don't support you as much as strangers you know yeah mm -hmm. there's strange there's strangers that become your friends or even family you know i have right. a lot of friends i have a lot of clients that became my friends you know mm -hmm. from vendors to even my banker and just different different areas that that uh yeah it's just people that you meet along the way yeah. and i feel like especially in your industry too you get to connect with so many people because you do everybody eats you know mm -hmm. it's not like mm -hmm. you're serving one specific demographic but everybody eats so i'm assuming you've had the opportunity to meet with like a bunch of interesting people like you know people that do basically any job in, yes. in the whole city yes yeah. i do we deliver to a lot of big people we deliver with celebrities to a lot of business people mm. a lot of hispanic uh, business people and from all different industries, you know. So that, that that's something really good that you get to rub elbows with, you know. And at the end of the day, uh, uh, I'm lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. The good thing about having a business is you meet a bunch of people. Yeah. A lot. And then it's fun. You know, you, And you have to be... A people person mm -hmm. you have to be a people person in order 
Because if you go, like, if you go to a food truck, for instance, and and you're ordering, and then the person taking your order, you, yeah. and they're just like, okay, what do you want? Okay, you know, and they're not, they're not being welcoming and and loving, and right. you know, trying to just connect. Right. Then I feel like you're not gonna go back there, right? The customer service sucks. So the good thing about having the business, which you know, he's a, he's a people person. I'm a little more timid sometimes, but you know, I like. You know, I have good customer service when I worked as a server. I was great. You know, yeah. so you have to be a people person in order for you to have a successful food truck mm. or a successful delivery business or whatever the case may be. Right. I was going to ask you if you could take me through like a maybe like a one week. What does your week look like? I'm assuming it's super <laughs> hectic. You take charge of everything. But what does one week look like for you in terms of running your business? Uh, so I'm out. So I'm off um, Monday through Wednesday. And then we work Thursday through uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. But for me, I start inventory shopping Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say per se today's Monday. Take my daughter to school, and then I start inventory shopping. You know, I go to my vendor with the seafood. I order X amount of pounds of shrimp, octopus, so on and so forth. Then I go and to my other vendor where there's vegetables and everything that comes with it but it's just different vendors you know you have to have your vendors for vegetables for food for your seafood for your meats for your um plastic containers and and miscellaneous stuff and then any other things you got to go any other stores you got to go to so let's say i have like six different locations to go to you know Mm -hmm. i might spread them into two three and three you know, um, we'll go to the commissary kitchen and and then cook on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each day before we start our uh, routine with when it comes to the food truck. And then we head to the location, plug the truck up, and get the ball going. Mm-hmm. His days off or not his days off? Yeah. Okay. No, no days off. You no know? days off. And that's not even like, that's not even taken into account paying people paying taxes yeah like, taking care of like making phone all calls, the business yeah, phone yeah calls. checking in make sh- make sure they get paid make sure that the pretty much the money that has to be invested right back into the food and whatnot paying the commissary kitchen making sure the trucks the vans are good you gotta have to understand that the ma- vans get broken down every other month you know mm-hmm. If it's not from a pop tire to a water hose or anything like that, so we got to deal with that. Taking them to a mechanic. There's a there's a lot of things that go with it, you know. Mm-hmm. How many employees do you have currently? I have around ten. Around ten. Yeah. Okay. And what roles do they fill? Well, they all have a little bit different roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my two sisters that've been through through the thick and thin with me too. Um, mm-hmm. They do prepping, mm-hmm. so they help me prep and then. Uh, deliver or cashier so they they help me throughout the whole business mm-hmm. and then I have another one that helps me when it comes to peeling the shrimp because peeling the shrimp is hard yeah you know and then I have my dad and my mom that support me too I just have my dad running around getting whatever things we have to get my mom she's there being a cashier or whatever it is helping me cook she would help me also a lot when it came to delivering, mm-hmm. and then me be all over the place too. Yeah, yeah. 
So what did your parents do before? My my well actually my both parents still work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they still work. Um my dad's a cook and then my mom's a bartender. Mm. Yeah. But it's in the works. Uh she's going to get a food truck. Uh, so we're tra- we're shooting to have two food trucks by, by next year. Okay. So I'm trying to have my family prosper too. And what is that what is your, what does that mean to you? Like being able to see both your parents working, supporting you coming up and now being like right on the cusp of being able to say like you don't got to work for nobody anymore you come work for me run a food truck what does that mean to you well i don't want her to work for me i mm. want her to be my business partner so right. she's gonna that food truck is gonna be hers mm. you know so she's gonna be able to take a bite of, out of the pie mm. um it means a lot because at the end of the day who wants to work for somebody you know and it's not it's not that who wants to work for somebody is that isn't it's not that it's not okay you know it's just a mindset that you want to have you know some people want to take it easy and they just want to work mm-hmm. no he's asking you how does it make you feel that you're in a position to be able to do that for your parents oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like as a like as a son like as a man how does that make you feel like um it makes me feel uh good it makes me feel that i'm doing something good and repaying back my parents you know mm. because at the end of the day when it comes to hispanic uh culture we're very united mm. and uh, and these parents deal with a lot of crap when it comes to their kids you know yeah because it's not like they kick us out at 18 years old and you know oh no they deal with us forever you yeah, know? yeah yeah and uh I, that's the least that i could read them do with my with my parents, you know, is we pay them back with helping them uh, work in a food truck, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to lay back a little bit more, but work, but lay back at the same time, you know, not have to deal with somebody else telling them what to do. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, it does make me proud that I could um, bring my family on board. So... I want them uh, to get the food truck, and then hopefully next, it'll be my sister's too, you know? So two more trucks. Yeah, so we're trying to shoot for two more trucks by by next year and uh, get everybody going on the boat, and then after that, hopefully we do a restaurant. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So for the restaurant, like, I guess, what kind of vision do you have for that? Just I, expand the menu way oh, bigger? Oh, it would have to be expanded yeah. if it's a restaurant, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have to be expanded. It would just, I think... Um, when it comes to uh, our food truck, I think we're doing very well with menu items and whatnot. I, I could say we're like a restaurant literally on wheels because we have so many items that yeah. that that you don't even need to go to a restaurant. You know, the only difference between a restaurant and us is you could dine in, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's always different customers. There's customers that just want food in their house, so... We deliver, and then we, they have people that are on the go and just want to stop by real quick on the food truck and and leave. So we got that too. So now we got we got to get the other end of the pie and get the customers to sit down and dine in because there's a lot of customers that just want to dine in and enjoy the food. Yeah, and especially sure. like a Sunday morning, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come in. Right after, <laughs> right after Saturday night, get some <laughs> some mariscos. Yeah, so so it's, uh, I feel like in that industry, there's three different 
um, categories. Yeah. There's people that want to just on the go, delivery, and dine-in. So we're just trying to do a little bit of everything to have, at the end of the day, our clients happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what were, like, the most important lessons you learned along the way? Or maybe, like, the most difficult times? Like, were there any times where you felt like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't? Or was it always just like, nah, let's go for it? Um, you do go through a lot of things. Yeah? Yeah. Such as what? Yeah, just uh, family, um, relationships, time, freedom, a little bit of everything, yeah. You, you, you have to sacrifice a lot, mm-hmm. you know. You have to sacrifice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, but you would say it's worth it, no? I think without a doubt you would say it's uh, probably worth it, no? It just depends. If you're made for it and if you if you want it, you could just go for it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, that's a tough answer because it's just everybody's different. Yeah, you know? yeah. Somebody could choose, per se, the family over the business, you know. They'll just shut down the business and, and the fa- just have a normal life, you know, a mm-hmm. nine-to-five. And there's other people that will be like, okay, you know what? I'd rather be not with a family and just work, you know? It's just, it just depends. It just depends where you want to be in life and what you want to do. That's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know? But for you specifically, I mean, you would say? I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, because I'm trying, I have my family with me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's what it is. I have my family with me, but if I didn't have my family with me, yeah, I think it would yeah. be different. Yeah. You know, it would be probably a little bit different just because I'm very united mm-hmm. uh, with my family, and I see them all the time, you know. It's not the same working and just having time with them, but I think we're able to cope with it now. Yeah, We're able to still fight. You know, <laughs> have fun, yeah. make jokes and everything, and the food truck and delivery and everything. Yeah, but it, I think you just have to learn mm-hmm. how to not allow the business to consume your whole life because mm-hmm. it can consume it and create tension and and you know problems or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, we've come a long way and still learning. You know, still learning. But again, it goes back to it's not for the weak, right? Was that hard to do though at the beginning, learning how to not get consumed with it? Because yeah. it almost feels like we're still learning. Yeah, it almost yeah. feels like um, like like a vice, like like video games, like gambling or something, where you're just like you're seeing so much good come. You're like, I want to give a hundred percent of my time for this, but you also have to know like other things are important too. No, so mm-hmm. was that hard to to learn at the beginning? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You you have to. Uh, I think me, I got like ton- tunnel vision when it comes to the business because I just love working. Yeah. So um, I, we went through our problems, you know, even her, between me and her, that we had a, I was so stuck at work and whatnot that I didn't give time to the family per se, but we got that worked out and we're back it's, on it's, the boat. It's, you know, we're still learning. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're still learning on, and there's good days, there's bad days, you know, but. All, at the end of the day, what matters is I support him. You know, he's gotten us very far. And, you know, I 
I understand that there's going to be times where I'm not going to get as much time <coughs> as I want, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, I have to understand that that's okay because in the long run, it's going to be worth it. In the long run, I'm going to, we're going to have that family time, you know? So right now we sacrifice a little bit in order for us to achieve the actual goal in the future. Mm. It's hard. It's hard, but it's easy at the same time, you know, just you have your days. Right. And you're still like a very young business. Like it's been three, four years, even though you're yeah. like, you've done so much, you've grown so much, like mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. killing it, but you're still like pretty young in the game. Like you, you haven't even really, I mean, I'm assuming I don't want to speak for you, but I don't, I don't think like you've even reached like your craziest ideas yet. Like you still, I'm sure you oh, still no. have like so many things yeah, you want to do. I, yeah. I'm, I'm barely touching the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to get far, but I like investing into different things. So uh, the one advice that I always got from one of my uh, realtors when I got my house, he told me, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when they, what he means about that uh, quote is that pretty much don't put all your money in one thing because if it collapses, you're going to be back in ground zero. You're not going to you know? have nothing else to fall back on. Yeah. So it's always good to put um, your eggs in different baskets so you can rely on it or if you fall back you could have some type of cushion mm -hmm. when it comes down to you know so we have uh, different things in the works you know so what kind of other things are you sort of interested in or want to move towards um we're working on real estate i'm mm -hmm. trying to do some airbnbs out of the country mm -hmm. so i'm trying to get some a beach house and get that going and hopefully that'll be a retirement plan also mm -hmm. um my really good buddy of mine wants to do a, a trucking business, so we're working on that also. And any other things that come with it that sounds about right, we're going for, yeah, for it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've invested money into different places, and they don't work out, but doesn't mean it's the end of the world. So it's always good when it comes to trying, you know. It's not You're not going to always hit um, – everything that you want we've missed a lot of a lot of things i've before this i've tried to flip cars and maybe have a dealership or work on cars and be a mechanic because that was one of my passion i wanted to do youtube and also with cars and stuff because i'm into cars also mm -hmm. so it's just and a lot of things that i've tried it they didn't work out but it doesn't mean that okay it's the end of the world you know you know what get back on your feet you lose you lost that money work try again maybe the same thing um to do it a different way and hopefully it works out again and if it doesn't go back to it and do it again or try something else that you you want to do mm -hmm. you know sometimes um when it comes to doing a business does it it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world when when you don't um accomplishing the first try you know it's a lot of trial and errors there's a lot of things that i didn't go through when it came to the business there's a lot of things that we wanted to do with the business and then it just took us a different route and at the end of the day it, it worked out you know mm -hmm. what do you think is the thing that scares so many people from taking that risk is it a cultural thing is it like a a mindset thing is it i think it's social a, I, I think it's a mindset thing it's a it's not a cultural thing. It's just a mindset that you just think about the the negatives. What if? What if it doesn't go this way? What if it goes this way? You don't have to look at it like that. You have to just take a jump 
obviously you have to have a game plan. Right. You have to have a game plan, and at the end of the day, you have to improvise because it's not going to go the way you want it. As much as you have it set up and how how much thinking and the ways they got to do it, you're still going to have to go with it, and you're going to have to improvise. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes to a business. You have to improvise because it's never going to go the way you want it to be. Can it go? Yes. But be prepared to get hit different ways, you know? You're, be prepared that it's not going to go that way. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You're just going to learn your lesson, take it as constructive criticism, and keep going. Now, you know, the next time that you go through that same situation, you already know what to do, you know, or right. what to be prepared for, you know? That's how I see it. It's definitely mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I have those conversations a lot with different people, um, and I definitely agree. Like it's the mindset thing, but also I think that might have a little bit of cultural um, significance, just because in our culture we're not really taught to to do those things. Like it's kind of looked down upon to take risks. We're more like. But the, what culture can you tell me, or what people? Well, yeah, race, no, no, can I, you tell me yeah, that yeah. Uh, that is like that? But I'll say this: it's usually only. <laughs> any immigrant culture you don't have that because you, you don't get that like and it's not it's not a race thing i don't mean to say it's a race thing because any culture in their own country people take risks because you sort of have you're, you're ingrained in the society you know how to navigate different things so if you fall there's a little bit more of a safety net because like your whole family's been there forever you know but it doesn't matter what race like some it's not like a mexican or white people like white if, if a white person goes to china they're also going to be scared to take a risk because they don't have anything there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean to say by like a, a, a cultural thing is like immigrant culture, not necessarily Hispanic culture, but mm-hmm. immigrant culture. It's more like you don't take risks because you have like, especially as a man, like you have so many people depending on you. You know, if you have a, a woman or you have kids, like you want to have something stable as long as they're fed and everything's okay. Like you're okay. But that's where it's like a little bit of hesitancy to say like, okay, if I take this risk, it can go really well and I can take care of many more people. Mm-hmm. But if it goes bad, we might suffer a little bit. I think I, I don't, I think, um, I think when it comes to Hispanics, I could only speak for Hispanics, so right. obviously Hispanic. Um, it's not that our families are close minded or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that they're negative or anything like that. Is that we're probably the first generation, yeah. maybe the second, but for the most part, there's a lot of first generations. I could speak for myself. I'm the first generation. They they don't have they didn't come from nothing. Yeah, yeah. They came from a third world country. They came from poverty. They came from whatever it, it, it is. They came from exactly. You know. Um, can you blame them? You can't. No, yeah. You can't blame them, you know? My mom came from not knowing what a dollar was, you know? She came from literally just eating corn tortillas, beans, maybe rice, and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. So can I blame her? No, I can't blame her, yeah, you know? Yeah. They did the biggest leap in their life is to come to the United States to give us what we have. You know, so I think that's the biggest accomplishment that they ever done. And and I can speak for my mother, you know, because my mother left um, my grandparents. She left them when she was like 13, 15, you know, so 
who leaves at 13 years old? Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's a trauma. Yeah. You know, so I can't. You, I, I feel like you can't, you can't blame any Hispanic. No, nah, no, nah, you can't. No, no, nah, nah, you can't. You know. Um. So I don't, I don't mean the same. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say we should blame them, but I think some of those things reinforce it, where it might be like, okay, your mom already took that risk. So a lot of people would say like, just play it safe now, just get a regular job. Now you're okay. As a, but she took that risk. But I think when you see it that way, you can also say she took that risk. Let me take a risk too. And now we're even better than we could be if I just played it safe. You Absolutely, know? yeah, so, you're 100. Yeah. Right? yeah, I agree with you right there, 100. percent Because at least they didn't have education, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying every Hispanic didn't have it over there in Mexico, but I can speak for my uh, for my family that they didn't come from nothing. Mm. That my mom, at least, what she saw, or my dad, was go to college because yeah. over there, high school didn't even exist. Exactly. Them, yeah. You know, let alone a college. So for her to come over here, a college would be a big accomplishment here, you know? Mm-hmm. So she wasn't even thinking about a business or anything. Why? Right. Because it was so far yeah. from what she visioned, you know? Yeah. And um, I feel like when it when it comes to that, I, I, I wouldn't blame any Hispanic parents or anything like that because they already did so much for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. And then for us to not be grateful and... At least go to college because that's what every Hispanic yeah. family says. You know, yeah, hey, yeah. you know what? Go to college, just get a degree and get a job. You know, um, and we can't even do that sometimes. You know, I dropped out. Yeah. Well, well, what can we do? You know, um, do I agree with you? Should they be more supportive and whatnot? Yes, but at the end of the day, it's a barrier. A barrier thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, because you can speak for any type of. Um, uh, different type of uh, cultures, different type of races. Yeah, there's always going to be those type of people that are close-minded. Absolutely. And I think the only way that you could break that barrier, that's easier to be broken, is if you already have a family member or somebody that's in the business. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they'll be able to hold your hand and guide you through that, or maybe help you break that barrier. You know. Yeah. That's the only way. Like when it comes to my daughter, would I choose? For her to go to college or a yeah, business, yeah, business. Yeah. I would love for her to go to college and do a business, mm-hmm. you know, but that's on her. But at the end of the day, I'll be there for my daughter and I'll be able to, you know, put her through how to open a business or right. at least guide her through it, you know. Right. I don't. I don't mean to say like it's not a bad thing that they don't support. I think it comes from a good place. It mm-hmm. comes from like them wanting us to be okay. Like at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. They're like, I just don't want you to suffer, so just take the safe route. But I think, especially with what you're doing, not just your daughter, but anybody else who's seeing you, you make it easy because now, like, if there's some kid who's, like, 15, right, and he's like, Mom, I don't want to go to college. I want to have a business. I want to have a business. Where before, maybe that didn't exist. Now there's people like you, right? And now you have your story. So now that kid is like, he did it. And now the mom is like, hmm, maybe you could, right? Maybe mm-hmm. she sees it in him and, you know, she sees he's a hard worker. He's just not made for school. So, okay, you know what? Let's support it. Let's all get behind you. And now it's easier for the next the next person to come up because of people that came before, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that this is the era, this is the, the generation that we're going to live in, maybe another two generations, and maybe we won't be here no more. Mm. But I think it'll get there, especially when it comes to Hispanics. Yeah. You know? um, I'm a type of person that likes to motivate people. You know, if I see potential, I have friends, clients, family members, that I try to motivate, you know. I try to tell them, you know, make it a business. 
do it. Jump on it. I've had multiple people tell me, you know what, I started my business. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Or I had people tell me that, that I motivate them, you know. And it's a good thing, you know, from family members to friends and whatnot. I have a couple friends, actually, that they started their business or they're starting and and they're doing good now. So that 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 makes me that makes me happy that I'm able to I'm not so closed off. There's some people that yeah. are closed off. And I'm not like that. I, I like everybody. Everybody I like everybody will. to succeed, you know. Yeah. And to be at their full potential, mm. you know. And um, I, I think everybody should have that, you know. And everybody has it in them, but I just feel that it's just they need that push, you know. And I think it has to be from a loved one. Yeah. Somebody they they take their opinion their their um their opinion to in consideration because if it's a person that doesn't really care for you or anything you're not really gonna have uh you're not gonna take their their opinion yeah. very strong yeah like, or or like you might hear them but you're like if it goes wrong you're not gonna be here yeah. you know where if it's it's your love and they're close you're like even if it goes bad i know you're stuck with me so you're gonna help me out you know Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think like especially like that in our culture um, in the city like everybody coming together and supporting each other like no matter what industry you're in giving each other push giving each other feedback hey I learned this from trucking maybe you could try this in your food truck or you learned this in your food truck maybe you could try this in I don't know your art anything else um, I think when it spreads like that everything just grows together and it kind of leaves no room for selfish people anymore right. because you see everybody coming up together it's not just like one person shining and everybody else is is on the bottom, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, one one thing that I did learn is that um not a lot of people are like that in the industry, but I they've uh, my uncle told me once el sol luce para todos, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody eats, you know. You can have your competition next to you and both of you guys will eat, you know. Both of you guys will make money, you know. Um I feel that uh the Hispanic family I mean, Hispanic culture, sorry, could unite later on in the road, hopefully, and be able to promote each other and help each other out. Because the, I do have a lot of uh, friends that do have businesses, and they were clients, you know, mm-hmm. and they became friends. And at the end of the day, we support each other, you know. If it comes to shoes, there's a lot of people that sell shoes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I try to support them. Um, restaurants, clubs trucking every anything you can think of from towing and everything i have all those type of clients you know yeah. from construction and everything and and it it makes me happy when i have a lot of those type of clients that come and and try to chime in when it comes to business and talk about business and everything that comes with it hmm. yeah i mean i think it it's something super good it's something super positive and the less closed off and gatekeeping everybody is, like mm-hmm. it just spreads <laughs> love and success for everybody. Yeah, like you absolutely. said, doesn't matter the industry, doesn't matter because ultimately, I feel like, especially in Hispanic culture, we kind of all like the same things. Like even if they're so diverse for other people, like everybody likes shoes, everybody likes food, everybody likes music. Mm-hmm. So even though they're so different from each other, like it's, they share such a common audience that if you promote someone who's selling shoes and they promote your food truck, then you kind of both come up, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. What, what message do you want to leave? I guess to close off, uh, close off the show. What, like, what is your, the, the one thing you want to leave people with? Um, the one thing I want to leave is 
nobody supports you. Um, as long as you believe in yourself and you have a game plan, it doesn't have to be something big. You could start off with something little. Um, go with it. Jump on it. Jump, do it, and go with it. If it doesn't work out, re redo your whole game plan, see where you failed at it, and do it again. Don't be scared. Don't, Don't be, be scared. scared. Just go for it. Si se puede. Everything is possible. You can... There's a, there's a lot of different ways that you could take it. If you play video games, and if you lose, you're going to try again until mm -hmm. you win. If you're playing sports, and you lose the game, you get back up. Dust you yourself off. And you try again. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the only way. Don't give up on yourself. Because at the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself before anybody believes in you. Mm -hmm. And after you, you get that going, everybody's gonna believe in you. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time out of your day. Super busy, I can thank imagine. You. But thank you guys for coming to share your stories and and uh, sit down and talk to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Let the people know where they could find you. You you can find us on La Rebeliada. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Free delivery. free delivery. Anywhere in Vegas. <laughs> must try our food trucks. Absolutely. Come check us out. Trucks. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I would definitely super recommend it. I eat there all the time. So maybe this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Real OTR Podcast and on TikTok at On The Run Pod. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. I appreciate you. you.